What's up, everybody, and welcome to Frame Skip Podcast. This is episode 83, the 2022 game goal special. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me, we have the full crew with Austin Eller. Hi, it's me. I'm here. I am part of the full crew. The blue man himself, Seth Taylor. This is a lightsaber lamp that I got for Christmas. It's awesome. We have got the coach. Coach. I am now a proud member of the FSCC. Ask me what that is. What is it? What is that? The Frame Skip COVID Crew. Ah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. I'm like, I know it's Frame Skip something, but. Frameskip Community College. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coach is teaching at our school. That's right. And we have the one and only George Loftus. Let's go with George Jacoby Myers Loftus. Okay. S- somebody got his second ever NFL touchdown this last Sunday. No lie. Earlier today, I'm like, yo, am I going to use nicknames? And if so, is George going to be Jacoby Myers? It's either Jacoby Myers, uh, an honorable mention to Damian Harris, who just crushes it. Georgia running backs do really well in the NFL. Who saw that coming? Or uh, Nick Folk, the the folk hero himself. Little, or, little, little foot sniper, that boy. Or to the Jacksonville offensive line. Or to, hey, man, a W is a W. A w, a w. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, how are we tonight? Good, man. Good, good. I'm Okay. I'll be honest, my partner uh, went to Pennsylvania to visit her family. It's been weird being alone. I haven't been alone in like probably four years. So it's strange. This is the first day I've felt like normal since she's been gone. Well, yeah, she's like two hours from me, it turns out. I was going to say that the real problem is she went to Pennsylvania and I know of at least two people there that are strange individuals. So a little worrisome. Doctor Strange. (laughs) She's from she's from Eastern PA, so she's like just dropping all these like you know how like when you go to some place that you're from and you're like not normally there, you just kind of like become a local again, like kind of overnight. Yeah. yeah, you just blend right back in. Yeah, and so she's like, oh yeah, no, I had a good night with my mom. We got some Zimmies, which I guess is like Zinnamon's iced tea, which is like a local brand of like iced tea they make there and she was just like dropping all these like references that like i I didn't go to high school with you like i have no idea what the hell you're talking about but she sounds incredibly happy and that makes me incredibly happy i'm glad she's happy i'm gonna be honest when you literally said dropping some zimmies i'm like oh my god is that legal (laughs) george she's a lawyer should you should you be saying that into a microphone (laughs) (laughs) well I know before we really get started, we wanted to start a new thing tonight and talk about something each of us have been into that isn't gaming related. So, Austin, let's start with you. What have you been into? Um, Aside from being sick, uh, you know, that's that's been a fun thing I've been into (laughs) this past week. Classic. Um, I've actually gotten really into to uh, Gunpla and and model building. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. And it kind of started off with Elijah sending me a secret Santa gift. He sent me actually what ended up being two models because long story short, there was just an Amazon mishap and we thought one had not been delivered, but it had been. And Elijah sent another one. So I now have two models from Elijah. 
Um, and he sent me, uh, you, you guys will, will know the names more than me, honestly. I just kind of built the models. But is it like the RX-78? That's the original, right? Like the most yep, famous Yeah, it's the one. original, the the White Devil Gundam, yeah. Yeah, so he sent me that one. And then he sent me, I think a Gundam Helios, if I'm remembering correctly, is the, the model he sent me. So I got those. And then Andy gave me for Christmas, like a couple days after I got the thing from Elijah, she gave me a, an Evangelion unit. OO model, um, which is Ray's Ray's Evangelion unit in the in the show, and so we've been working on that one. I did the RX seventy eight, and then Andy and I have been doing the the Evangelion together. And man, it's just it's a ton of fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I've never done model kits of any kind, so this is kind of my first experience, and like I've just really really gotten into it as far as um, you know, making sure I have the right tools and and diving into kind of the the techniques and stuff behind it and looking up the proper ways to build and and all that stuff and and sand and get the nubs off and you know whatever it may be and so yeah i mean i i've really gotten into that this this past couple of weeks and i'm a little worried about it only because i have three model kits on pre-order already which um you know we'll see how this goes (laughs) and i'll i'll be honest seeing uh my one friend is super into them and then you getting into them as well kind of got me back into them again. So uh, I have a little like model kit area under my desk here with my kit, my tools, my mat, everything. And I have a, another Gundam on pre-order and I have a Zoid on pre-order. Yeah. Dang it, Austin. I know. I will say too, I think Seth has been building them for a while, right? I've like, been... Building Gundams for about twelve years, yeah. I feel like that's about where I. Uh, no, I was twelve, so I'm gonna say twenty years it was like twenty years ago. I bought my first Gundam model. Austin, you were asking questions. I didn't start asking until like ten years into <laughs> model building. Like for me, like I treated it like a slightly more expensive at the time Lego, where like the joy was in putting it together. I didn't care about like doing anything else besides like snapping the pieces together. And on your first kit, you were asking questions. I like didn't ask myself until like six months ago out of like sheer boredom where I'm like, how can I make this better though? So I'm really impressed with your ex- accelerated entry. I, no, I went zero to 60. I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, it's going to be damn good. You're, so, if you really want like a, like a, a, I exclusively build the master grade line now. Right. Because I think those are just the coolest kits because they have a whole inner frame that you build and then you put the armor pieces on the outside of them, like an actual Gundam. Oh, wow. And it's really, really fun to build them. It takes, yeah. you know, a lot longer than like a high grade. You can build a high grade. And I think probably like what, like five hours. If you were speed build it real quick, to put some, it together. some even less, like if you yeah. get like a, yeah. a GM or something, like one of the basic units from like the original universal century that can take like an hour, yeah. hour, hour and a half. Wow. Your, your average master grades probably going to take you, Seven eight hours to eight. Yeah. yeah i was to say about eight hours to build because you have wow. to, there's a lot more pieces it's a lot more intricate the mechanics of them the, the articulation they're really really fun builds so if you're looking for something a little more challenging and you're actually really enjoying building them and you know maybe you want something a little more impressive on the shelf i would say definitely go for a, a master grade okay and they're really fun man and i still have a half built dynamis over here that oh, nice. i need to finish um, yeah, I heard it's one of the best builds, but I, I never finished it. 
Also, on top of it being like more intricate and whatever, it's also more expensive. So that's yes. another reason why you take yeah. more time with it because yeah. you're like, well, this was 60 to 60 bucks. I really don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I have a couple. Let's see. I have one Zoid pre ordered, the same one Elijah has, the Blade Legger. Oh, and it's it, so cool. Yeah. And the Zoids are all master. Yeah. And that's, uh, I want to say that was 80 bucks if 80, I'm remembering yeah. correctly. And then I have the Metal Gear Rex reprint, which I want to say was also 80. So I've got well, a couple well, now, the Kota, Kotobokiya makes the Zoids, right? Yeah. See, I've I don't I don't know anything about the Kotobokiya and their model kits. Um, but Elijah, you say they're they're master grade, but they're, yeah, they're 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 very very detailed, and like they're all posable, which is really neat. Um, these you know there were those old Zoids model kits with like the wind up motor, and it was you know, but this is nothing like that. Just like you mentioned, there's like the inner, like the inner pieces and then you put the armor on it for the zoid and like they're they are very very detailed and take hours upon hours <laughs> like the gun sniper which is a smaller one has taken me like five to six hours now austin has this uh, motivated you at all to like get into the gundam series yeah and i was talking to george about that last week and i i think at some point i am gonna try and at least get into it a little bit like i don't necessarily think i'm going to watch every single series because i know there's a, a million of them but well, for um, universal century there is i i offered i offered and seth i open this to you coach i don't know how how much you want to get into the gundam series but i offer this to you as well i have like so many series on dvd and i've downloaded a whole bunch of series that where'd you get them were from, not george? not previously released on dvd like in the states um where'd you I get those so downloads from george well, I own the DVDs, but I am unable to copy the DVDs to my hard drive with subtitles. Like, I still can't figure out how to do that. So on, you're, uh, what you're suggesting is you would loan us the DVDs, right, for yeah. recording purposes, and then we'll give them back to you? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm suggesting. And here's the cool thing about DVDs now is that they actually come on a flash drive. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Whoa. Technology. Yeah. 2022, man. The really future is here. The, the, the Jetsons were right. The future is great. Uh. So one of my so anyway. favorite Gundam-like, I guess, anime shows was one of the originals, Robotech. You know, that was like, that was huge when it first aired here. Robotech confuses the crap out of me because it was Robotech here, but it was like three different series in Japan that they edited together to turn into what? Robotech. So like in Robotech in the United States, it's like, oh, it covers these three different eras. And it's like, no, man, those are three different shows that they That's spliced really together with like the same voice actors. And they just tried to make a story work. It's like Digimon, the first movie, which is three separate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like two, two, one short, one 40 minute thing, another 35 yeah. minute thing. You're like, yeah, it's a movie. What do you want? Yeah, actually, it was all it was three 40 to 45 minute movies. And then for the U.S. release, they cut about 40 minutes out of it. Dude, <laughs> so I don't even care. The length of an entire one out. I yeah. love that movie, dude. It oh, is so, so good. good, especially the beginning when they make Omnimon. I just. I'm smiling no, ear to ear every time. The, I'm I'm sorry. The Digimon movie is better than any Pokemon movie that's ever come out ever. Yes. Yes. The soundtrack yeah. is fantastic. The soundtrack, the vibe is great. The art is absolutely gorgeous. It's got like that early Y2K kind of like watercolor. Yes. 
aesthetic to it. It's be- absolutely beautiful. That movie is bonkers. That it's so good. It's I didn't so know good. I was dealing with some Digimon fans. This changes things. If you uh, guys I think got we're all Digimon fans here, yeah. If you Magna, guys Magna Anjumon for life, man, that guy's so cool. Yeah. If you guys want to cry thing. like little babies, watch Try and then Last yeah. Kazuna. I need Last to watch Kazuna it made me cry, and I was like, "Why? Are you, why do you have to do this? Like, why are you doing this?" And then when you read like why they made that movie, the uh, the, the the producers like, "Well, we've all grown up. It's time to move on, and you should as well." And it's like. Hey man, I don't want to move on. <laughs> yeah, not here be for a, a kid forever. Man, here for a good time. What you doing? Yeah. Right now yeah. is the worst time for people to be saying, you know what? If this makes you comfortable, too bad. Don't worry about it. Oh, now it's not a good yeah. time for that, people. Yeah. Last Kazuna is so sad. Makes me. It's a great movie though. Fantastic. Just real sad. Is well, that sorry? It's a Digimon movie called The Last Kazuna. Yeah, it's it's the it's the last Digimon movie. From the original adventure cast. Okay, so like Ty and Matt and Sora. Yes, and all that. yeah, okay. yes, because they they all came back for Try, and they had a, a whole Try series, which is in the U.S. like six movies, fantastic all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then they made another one like two or three years ago, Last Kazuna, like the last adventure, and it's like the oh. the two the two shows I've been watching lately are New Girl. And I'm about to finish it. Really excited. Like, really happy I did a rewatch. The other one is Digimon, but it's been kind of a sludge because, like, I'm through the Devimon plot. And I'm, like, between them getting their crest and, like, fighting Myotismon, which I think is just kind of a slog. And I really just want, like, Puppetmon and Piedmon and, and, like, the other, like, two dudes whose names I can't remember right now. I really just want them to show up because I think they're awesome. Like, I love that part of the story. They're called mm-hmm. like the Masters of Darkness or something like that. Yeah, God, it's it's such Kingdom Heart BS. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except you can actually follow along what's going on in Digimon. It's the less Heart. confusing than Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I hate Kingdom Hearts. While we're on the topic of anime, the thing I've been into lately is in the past month, I've almost entirely caught up from the beginning to where we're currently at in Attack on Titan. Because hmm. I have it's been damn home. good. Oh it's my okay. God, it's so good. It's okay. No, it's it's good, Seth. <laughs> I've been fantastic. so hardcore into it. <laughs> Man, Seth hasn't been here in so long. I really miss him uh, just, like, reality checking everyone about every <laughs> positive or negative opinion they have. Like, Seth just brings them back to the center. You know, if you're super down on something, he's like, it's not that bad. If you're super high on something, he's like, yeah, it's fine. But he's he just really good, like, calibrating. I disagree with probably, like, 80% of what Seth says, but I'm usually pretty happy he says it. <laughs> it, it makes me question things. It, br- it brings me a, a new perspective to to contemplate. So awesome. Welcome, you know, back. welcome back. Thanks, buddy. Do you know uh, Attack on Titan ends? No, I, I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. Really okay. I'm, I'm really excited to find <laughs> out starting on Sunday. <laughs> you know, you won't be. <laughs> Seth, you want to know? You want to know how something else said? You didn't. You didn't finish it. I, I hear you. You might want to finish it. It's called Hunter Hunter. No, if you want to watch that show, I'm not watching his last ten episodes out of spite for you, Austin. <laughs> yeah, he only watched like 110, and then decided for the last ten. You know what? I'm good. No, Austin decided that he's like, uh, if you don't like it now, you're probably not gonna like it. I'm like, Man, the, Seth, the last time there was a podcast where it's just you and me, we talked about Hunter Hunter, and I'm still about 15 episodes into it. I think it's I think it's pretty fine so far. I'm it's a fine. Good time. You're right. It is fine. Oh, there it is. There's. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the worst character in Attack on Titan is the main character, but everyone else I absolutely love. Rough. So like, 
I think Levi is great. Hanji is the best person in the world. Mikasa and Armin are fantastic. That show is fantastic. Oh, I love it. That's I cool because Han Hanji is a good name. Hanji sounds like the kind of person you want to hang out with, knowing absolutely nothing about Attack on Titan. But I'm like, yeah, I'd go grab a couple beers with Hanji. After, yeah, she's after insane work. in the best way. I had no idea it was a girl. Yeah, um, I love her. she's great. In my head, it was like it, it was like the overweight character who is just acting like he's the sexiest person on the planet. You know, like the like the yeah, uh, like what, what's it called? A rational confidence guy. Yeah, like dresses like it's 30 years ago, but like doesn't care. Super overweight, doesn't care. Still pulls like the hottest chicks on the show, doesn't care. You know, that was as soon as you said Hanji, that was my first thought. I get that. But no, that, that I had amazing. I had wine for dinner, so I'm sorry. It's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Wine seltzer, white wine with sparkling water and natural flavors. The best a box can give. I got some Pinot Grige. boy, Seth, what have you been into lately? I don't know. <laughs> destroying people's favorite things I, uh, <laughs> oh you, you like something... that thing let me take you down a peg yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wanted something ga- non-gaming related i don't know man like i pretty much just play i've like just been playing games lately i've been, I got really into collecting my uh dragon ball sh figure arts oh nice and uh, here, here's a story i can tell recently i went to i got i got a brand new car Woo. i got a subaru impreza uh-huh. uh and i love it and we went me and my girlfriend took a trip down to ikea because i got the hatchback and i've always wanted these display cabinets that me and austin talked about probably two years ago these detoffs yeah and i had never been to an ikea before what a mind-blowing experience oh my god right <laughs> What seriously, absolutely seriously. insane experience IKEA has. I walk in there, yeah, and there's a the first thing I see is a play area for kids. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of a weird thing to have at like a fancy Lowe's. And yeah, then I go up. What is this? A McDonald's in 1995? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> then I go upstairs to the showroom, and I'm like, dude, do people really live here? <laughs> and I'm just walking through. I'm like, oh my god, there's a price tag on everything. And I'm walking through, and I, I'm like. Where where am I? I crossed through into different dimensions, and and all of a sudden I get to the end, and there's a meatball store. Yeah, they sell Swedish uh, no, meatballs. Sorry, Seth, you skipped over my favorite part about first going into an IKEA. Is like there's always escalators that go up to the showroom, right? Exactly. Yes. But, but right in front of the escalators, there's like notepads and pencils. And you're, yes. If it's your first time, you're like, what the f am I gonna need this for? Yeah. And then you walk into the showroom, and you're like oh and then you go back down and then you grab it like you're at a miniature golf course yeah you grab the stuff you need <laughs> and then i finally make my way downstairs and i see the rows and rows of everything and i'm like oh this is like the framework for the simulation <laughs> <laughs> this is where the this is where the the cookies made so yeah I, I had my first experience in the ikea and at philadelphia and um yeah absolutely my mobile experience and the I got the lighting kit for my uh, display case. It looks amazing. I got all my figures posed. No, not all of them. Yep. I got about half of them posed in there. I bought two cases, so I have the other one to build. Did you uh, Did you go with your girlfriend? Yes. All right. This isn't a sexist comment. This is just a personal experience Can't comment. Did your girlfriend people. want to pick out any of the stuffed animals? Yes, she did. She bought a panda. Okay, there it is. No, a koala yeah. uh, Last time I went to an Ikea with my girlfriend, uh, she totally grabbed like the... 
the shark. Isn't it the dolphin? She like looked. She like looked at the yeah. shark, and she's like, "Oh, that's cute," because she loves sharks. And I grabbed it, and then we named it Leo after uh, Leo from the West Wing. So, I've only ever been to IKEA once, and I got lost in an IKEA in Amsterdam, and it was really weird because there were just so m- there was so much Dutch all over the place, and I'm like, I don't know where anybody went. Thank God there are arrows on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to just actually live there and be like, well, I guess I'm I, home. I had heard the legend of IKEA many times over. The legend of how great this place was. And I never knew how much I was missing out. Now, whenever I need furniture, I'm driving two hours to go to IKEA. Oh, yeah. Well, that and like. I bought furniture from a bunch of places. IKEA's furniture is like legit great. Like yeah, it is, it, hel- is. it is held up over multiple moves across the country, back and forth, and it's like stayed in great condition. Like it holds up as well as more expensive furniture that I bought from other places. And the the prices are insane. The prices are crazy. Dude, I don't know how much those cases were now, Seth, but I know when we bought them, it was like sixty bucks for, it was eight- for a full glass display case i mean that's phenomenal yeah Yeah, but even that is still and when you look at like comparatively from different places it's like 250 right it's crazy right so that's pretty much all i did i've been i'm still on a dragon ball sh figure it's buying binge although there's not much left to buy caitlin spoiled me for christmas and got me all kinds of figures and um I I I want to buying spree, but I gotta stop because because of the COVID quarantine, I I'm still not getting paid, so like I gotta halt that. I gotta ask because I've never really bought high end figures before. So like when you buy like a Trunks SH figures, do you get to choose between Super Saiyan Trunks and like Future Trunks with like the purple hair? Like is, is it like that level of accessories, or like are you either buying Super Saiyan Trunks? or purple-haired trunks. It depends on the release and the figure. Usually, you will have a base form and a transformation, but not always. Um, so, for instance, the full-power Goku just came out from, like, Cell Saga. And it's, that's, a, that's a budget release. It's only $35, and it's always Super Saiyan, and he comes with, like, three different pairs of hands, and that's it. But then you have, like, super high-end releases, like um, Hercule. And Hercule comes with, like, two different championship belts, like, his capes, like, four different faces, different hands, like, stuff like that. And that one is, like, 120, so. Coach, what what uh, what have you been into lately? So, as you guys know, I moved to Newhouse, and I went from a one-car garage to a two-car garage. So now I have more room, so... Um, I'm able to now complete my pain cave, which I did, but I got to finish uh, putting it together. But um, last year I had bought um, a lifting rack. Sorry. As soon as he said two car garage, I immediately in my head started thinking like, is he going to talk about his pain cave? Do I have to ask him about his pain cave? God, I hope he gets to his pain cave. <laughs> but do you not want me to? No, I was really happy because I know how bad you've wanted like a fully like decked out one. Okay, and right. so I'm like, with this space, I hope he, I hope he's going to a pancake, and then he did, and that was really. So happy. the last piece of equipment I needed um, was a, a good treadmill, so I was able to pick up a treadmill. So 
Um, the only time I have to go somewhere to work out is when I go swim in the evenings. So that's it. So um, tonight I'm going to finish putting it together. So now um, mornings, two, two mornings a week, I'll be uh, spinning here. Two mornings a week, I'll be running. And then on the weekend, I'll do my long rides. So, and then I bought um, a hybrid bright bike because I'm going to start riding my bike to work. So how far of a, how, how many miles away is your work from your home? My school is 3.8 miles. Okay. So that's not too bad. No. The only bad part right now is it's like, it's really cold. So, um, I think I'll wait. I, I could ride in forties and especially if I, uh, just bundle up, not worried about, um, aerodynamics and all that stuff. So I think I'll be okay. So I'll try, uh, next week we'll be up in the, like the mid to high thirties. So, um, on Monday I'm going to attempt this. So, and it's all to like lose weight and to get ready for my triathlons in the spring and summer. That's awesome, man. That's great. And sorry, is it a, is it a flat ride to your school from your house? Inclines? Yeah, no, no, no. It's flat. It's all flat. So are you going to start like timing yourself? Cause it's one of those things. Like I always wanted to bike to work, but I was always like paranoid about showing up to work sweaty and gross. Like, I don't know how to, how to balance that. So what I'm going to do is on, on my road bike, which is a lot faster. It takes me 17 minutes. So I'm thinking 23, 25 minutes max, right. To get there just in cruise mode. And I'm going to get there early enough to where you know, when I get to my room, 20 minutes just to kind of cool off. And of course, I'll shower before I leave. Right. And uh, and then just bring my work clothes. And then just the our um, the employee lounge is right across from my room. So it makes everything good. I always wanted to bike to work in San Francisco, but there were so many hills. Like I actually like half the time I was working downtown, I would like walk to work because it was just as fast as taking the goddamn bus. Because there's just so many hills in San Francisco, so I, I would just walk and, and just skip it. But I was always like scared to bike, so that that's good that you oh, get like, a situation where you can that do just reawakened like a ten year old memory, like a deep core memory in me of Greg and Colin way back in the day being really angry about the bus system in San Francisco. It's pretty awful. Is it terrible? How can it's, this... it's pretty awful. They lived, I remember those podcasts, they lived in the Sunset, which had this thing called Muni, which was basically like half bus, half train. So it would like drive from the Sunset to like the central part of the city, and then it would attach to the rails, and then it would become like what? the closest equivalent to like the subway train in San Francisco. So San Francisco is like a seven by seven square, basically, right? And so they lived in um, the the sunset, which was like below Central Park equivalent of San Francisco. And that is like the much more like residential suburb area. So they had like decent public transportation there. Everything north of the park was all buses, but everything south was called Muni. And so that was buses in that part of the in that part of the city. And then at a certain point they would just go on tracks and then become like subway. So it would go like underground in downtown San Francisco. And it's awful. Like it was really slow, really inefficient, uh, really affordable to a certain point, but really frustrating no matter what. 
And so it would take me like to get two miles to downtown, it would take me at least 35 to 45 minutes every day, which was just as fast as walking, to be honest. So I, I would walk as much as I could. But on like really hot days, I would take the bus so I wouldn't be sweaty and gross when I showed up to work. I've been reading so many comics. Uh, I've been getting really into short box summary. I've been having a blast doing it. And I've been writing scripts, reading so many different issues, trying to figure out the best way to tell the story of like early 2000s Marvel. And it's been so much fun. And like, I have to read everything and then determine like, what's the best order to tell it because Marvel was telling its story in the early 2000s. And now I'm trying to tell that story the best way I can. And it's been super fun. And in fact, I think Elijah Austin and I are recording an episode this week about the Young Avengers, I believe, the first six issues. Right, guys? We still doing that? Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Thursday. We're recording on Tuesday. Uh, And it's just been super fun. And I've been watching like the early 2000s movies and just taking notes and trying to come up with like fun categories to make like an engaging podcast. So my thing, I've been reading that. The thing out of character for me is I actually signed up for a subscription to Shonen Jump, which is $2 a month, which is an incredible It's really deal. cheap, yeah. And it's, I've it's, been it's reading Dragon deal. Ball. I've been reading Dra- Dragon Ball in order, and it's been, yes. it's like, it's the horniest thing I've ever read in my entire life. It is ridiculous. No, that's not true. It's not the <laughs> well, horniest thing I've ever read. Coach came back for a second. I have, I have text messages from myself in college, so it's not the horniest thing I've ever read. But uh, it's an incredibly horny book. Good God! So it's really, I'm. You know what? Let's let's talk Dragon Ball for a second, George, because what Dragon Ball is today was not the original vision. So I'm not. Has this been the first time you've gone through Dragon Ball? I've seen every episode of the cartoon. I've seen every episode okay. of Dragon Ball Z up until the Boo Saga. I haven't done any Dragon Ball Super, but I wanted to start with Dragon Ball, read through Dragon Ball Z, and then jump into right. Dragon Ball Super. But I wanted to read it and not watch it. So you know then that there's a couple really hard shifts in tone in Dragon Ball as it gets more and more serious because Akira Toriyama originally wrote it strictly as a comedy that had a little bit of martial arts. It's sort of like an old Jackie Chan type flick where like the martial well, arts are kind of just ridiculous and funny. It's, and it's like, a retelling of, of like the Monkey King fable, right? From yeah, China, yeah, it, yeah, Japan, but it, yeah. Very loosely, obviously, and it's just like sure, a, yeah. a very like whimsical journey of these this kid and, and Japan has very sexual humor, especially back in the eighties, where it's just kind of like you know like the, the, the over exaggerated like nosebleed, like passing out, like you know uh, type thing, and oolong like wishing for the panties to come down, and yeah. <laughs> what he ended up realizing by accident, because I don't know if you know this, Akira Toriyama wrote all of Dragon Ball by the seat of his pants. He had no plan. That feels that feels right. I'm only yeah. like 35 chapters in, so like 35 issues, yeah. I guess. But like they're also like 14 page issues, so like it's weird to like judge how how deep I am into the story. But it feels really like oh man, like the end of this issue doesn't connect to the beginning of this issue at all. Like it feels like it's just breakneck pace. It feels like a Simpsons episode where. So one of the things I love yeah. is because me and Caitlin just watched all of Dragon Ball and going to the beginning is that you can see these drastic shifts in tone. Because Shonen Jump has, I don't know if they do anymore, but back then they had these very extreme pulls where they would like pull their their um, reader base, and if you didn't place high on these pulls, like they would cancel your book <laughs> and like and stuff like that. And 
what Akira Toriyama realized while he writing Dragon Ball is that people loved the action more than they loved the comedy. So that's why the Dragon Ball gets more and more serious as the series goes on and becomes more of a of a classic shonen instead of the comedy that he originally uh, thought up. And I believe it's why the series declines in quality after Frieza. Oh, that makes sense because like the early Dragon Ball, like it feels like Japanese, like Don Quixote, right? Where you have yeah. like the lovable fool, yeah, and then like the slightly more serious person being like Bulma, just like leading them on an adventure. And then it becomes like a martial arts tournament, which like is awesome. Like I'm not I'm not dogging on it at, at all. Like it, it's a really cool thing. But I, I that makes perfect sense what you're saying about them yeah. like doing that. Like it feels like a reality show where it's like you better cowtail to like what we're saying, otherwise you're yeah you, you get the you get the axe. So like there's like there's like massive things in Dragon Ball that Akira Toriyama wanted that never came to fruition. For instance, he wanted Gohan to become the main character several times, but because of those pulls, people hated Gohan in Japan. And he just could not make people like Gohan, which is why, like, that final fight with Kid Buu happens in the Buu arc. Because people, because he, he just couldn't make Gohan the hero because people hated Gohan so much. Anyway, Gohan's I can talk about best. Dragon Ball. I can talk about Dragon Ball forever. We can, we Go, Gohan's the best. Seth, we got to get a spinoff <laughs> episode talking about Dragon Ball. Where I can talk about you're, Dragon Ball for hours. You're, you're my Sherpa leading me few th- through things. Because I feel like I'm, like, the highest a fan can be while still being casual. You know, like I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna broach like more than a casual fan because, like, I think it's really cool, but I also refuse to commit more than I have to. Dude, and I'm like so, the most extreme Dragon Ball fan you can possibly. Yeah, imagine. lead lead me through the wilderness, Seth. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, I have a Dragon Ball figure in my computer right now. In your, it's in the computer. He's he's spinning the fan. Oh, that's really cool. That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. Sorry, Seth turned his camera around and we literally saw like the, the cooling lights and stuff in his computer. And there is a Super Saiyan Goku right there just chilling yep. out, Max, relaxing, all cool. Shooting some b-ball outside of the pool. There it is. Uh, outside of the school, but that's oh, nice. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, was that is that a Diet Pepsi you're drinking? Uh, it is a Diet Pepsi I'm drinking. I'm a Diet Pepsi guy too. I get made fun of so much for drinking Diet Pepsi over Diet Coke. I'm really yeah, glad I'm, 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 a, I'm a DP guy. I love the DP. Yeah, it's got it's got great crisp to it nice dp me all day look awesome you're shaking your head i get that you're from atlanta which is coke country i get it but uh up up in the north we like our pepsi (laughs) hey i I don't have a problem i don't have a problem you're shaking your you're shaking your head like i was trying to sell a kid drugs austin i don't want to hear it (laughs) let's talk about some video games yo yeah (laughs) we should probably 36 minutes in all right um i'm gonna cut elijah off Go for it. Sorry, T- taking the host out of the knees. We're talking about our video game goals for this year, right? Host Elijah, that that's the topic. Yep. All right, Elijah, would you like me to read our previous year's goals and we could check in to see how we did? I didn't even know Go we for did it. this. <laughs> Was I here right. for that? No, <laughs> I didn't think so. All right, starting with Coach. Coach said his goals were quote to beat some games. Hmm. Got a are couple. You, are you serious? Coach, Coach, you beat some games? Well, I probably said that because I knew that I have a finite amount of time. Yeah. but And I did that. I beat Spider-Man and I beat Miles Morales. I platinumed my first two platinums ever. So Congrats. You know, yeah, there we go. So, But I have loftier goals this time. 
Okay, you also said you wanted to complete a Nintendo 64 game each month in accordance with, like, their anniversary releases. Yeah, that didn't happen. Okay, you wanted to get into VR specifically to play older 90s games like Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, and Quake as they released on Oculus. Did have some fun with VR, but I didn't really get too deep in the, the modding scene. All right. You wanted to hone your keyboard and mouse skills on PC shooters like Republic Commando. Always playing that. Okay. Uh, And you said you wanted to beat at least three new AAA games. I did two. Okay. That's great. That's, that's super good. Three. Um, I really quickly, I was at 69 Platinums. I wanted to get to 100. I did not. I got to, I think I'm at 87 right now. I wanted to finish one, quote, classic game per month, and I said I'd never beaten a game like Symphony of the Night, and I wanted to do that. I did not do that. I wanted to commit to Magic the Gathering on uh, Arena, and I wanted to commit to one set and like get like the, the Game Pass, Season Pass, whatever stuff. I did not do that, because that game's economy is the most broken I've ever seen in like a, quote, free-to-play card game. I wanted to play more games that don't have Platinums. I played more th- Xbox 360 and Xbox One titles, so I'm going to half count that. I get a half a point. And I wanted to complete <laughs> I wanted to complete every 3D Zelda game from start to finish. I absolutely did not do that. I played six Dude, hours into Skyward Sword. George, Andy's going to beat you on that this year already. She's already played Ocarina and Majora's Mask in the past month. Oh, damn. She is... Yeah. Elijah, I'm so excited to talk about your goals. There is one specifically that I remember, and I just know he didn't even get close, and it's it's a fantastic goal. You wanted to play every game in three different or four different five different series, sorry. You want to play every game in the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah, the first one kind of ruined that by being a bad game. <laughs> Broke that game sucked. <laughs> That's the one I referenced. Yeah, I, when Elijah just said bad. that, I was like, "Oh no, he's not going to be able to do this." That series has one good game, dude. I wasted twenty years. I think I talked to you about this. I wasted twenty years of my life on Kingdom Hearts. It's got one good game. Which one? Birth by Sleep. Two. Two. Oh, okay. Uh, you said you wanted to beat every game in the Siren series. Yeah, I didn't do that. Okay, it's respectable. Goal. You wanted to beat every game in the Fatal Frame series. I didn't spend the $400 yet to get the rest of the Fatal Frame games. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to count that as a win. Like, I know you <laughs> didn't beat the games that we yeah. wanted to, but you also saved 400 bucks not right. buying it. So Wait, like that, but which that's... ones do you need to beat? Or, One, or buy? two, three, and four. But you don't have to spend all that much money on them. I mean, like, you could get the Wii versions... The Wii versions only came out in Europe, so I would need to mod my Wii, which I don't mind doing, but also I would need to buy the Wii versions. You could do this one thing, I know, and it rhymes with schmemulate. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that because they're horror games, so I would actually want them. You know how DVDs are, they they come on flash drives now? I hear the games do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't like emulated games, so... I don't uh, know. No, don't, I, I get that. There, there's some right. things you want. Yeah, they they don't feel right to me. I'll tell you this, Elijah. PayPal's new paying for plan has been devastating to my finances. So that's an option as well. I thankfully haven't looked into it yet, although I've been tempted many times. I see a $250 it's... Dragon Ball figure and I'm like, what's that divided by four? 
Oh, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I can afford that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you also wanted to beat every game in the Mass Effect series. Look, I am still heartbroken about what happened, and I don't know if I want to go back. Like, I want to go back at some point, but what happened? You like lost your save or something, right? I lost my save data for one and two. Okay, that's <laughs> <brutal>. <laughs> I plat- I platinumed the second game. Oh, oh god that's so much grinding right that's so much, <laughs> right? That's so much planetary scanning i'm so sorry oh, how'd well, that happen what happened while i was gone who let you do this my <laughs> my ps5 i had the system reset and my like uh ps plus online storage for ps4 saves was full because what it doesn't tell you is though there's a huge amount of space there's only a limited number of saves you can have uploaded and I hit the max, which actually reminds me, I need to delete some saves so my Attack on Two, Attack on Titan Two saves can be uploaded. What's the number of like? Is it a massive amount of saves? Like probably. I have a lot of saves. But then again, like I want to say, Bioshock has like thirty saves, which doesn't help. Okay. But yeah. No, you're, you're totally games. right. Yeah. yeah. There are different games that'll just make mass amounts of saves. So I need to go and delete some of them. It's but, apparently 1,000, but uh, the thing is, Elijah's right there. There's a lot of games where it, it'll do like literally 30 save files for no reason at all. So, yeah, it's not that I didn't want to play the Mass Effect games. It's just by the time I finished two and took a break to play another game and then come back, my PS5 had a system reset and uh, all that data was gone. Well, especially because it's like, that's my shepherd. Like, I spent yeah. so much time with that person. I did the story. And to lose your shepherd before the last one, that is devastating. That's that's really terrible. I'm sorry, man. So like it was hard for me to be like, well, I have to restart the games now. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what I would do. I probably yeah. would I'd never go back. And that's I honestly have... what's been hitting me. It's like, man, every time I look at this, it just reminds me, oh, I've put a lot of time into this for it to just get erased from existence. That's absolutely devastating. I have I have a note here. Where I said, oh, you mean like the three games? And you said, no, all four Mass Effects. And then I reiterated like, no, you really just have to play the first three. Like, I actually personally like Mass Effect Andromeda, but you don't have to play it. And then you said, quote, I want to play it. I'm Icarus. I'm going to fly towards the (laughs) sun. And then I said, Elijah, that was what killed Icarus. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Elijah, he died, and then <laughs> and then you doubled down and, and said, "That's how I'm gonna do it." <laughs> it sounds to me like your save file flew a little too close to the sun. George, oh you weren't wrong. I my save file died. Yeah, you flew a little too close to the sun, there, Chief. Yeah. Um. Also, the last series you said you want to play every game in the Shadow Heart series, which I actually can now with this new capture card. Because it'll actually work and let me play it on my monitor. Tight. Um, and the last goal you had was you wanted to grow your Twitch audience. You wanted to double it to 600 followers. I'm at about 400 now. That's awesome. That's huge because you were at 300 last year. So that's yeah, inc- that's incredible. I also have some notes from that podcast episode. Austin, you weren't on it. Seth, you weren't on it. So I'm sorry. I don't have goals for you guys. Austin, I didn't listen to like the next couple episodes to see if you came on to share your goals. I'm sorry. I don't think I did. George, let's be honest here for a second. Remember when we talked about those three games we were each going to play? I did play all three of them, so I don't want to hear this. No, I don't, I, I, know. I don't know what you're talking about, actually. I have no See, idea. George, I know you did, 
But when we're talking about what Austin's goals could have been, I want you to remember what happened there. Okay, that's a fair so. point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Uh, I have some notes. I mentioned on our last goals episode that I was on the fence about buying a game called Fragile Dreams Farewell Ruin to the Moon on Wii. I actually did end up buying it. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it back when it was the cheapest I've seen it in the last year. So that's really nice. Uh, Elijah bought a game called Rule of Rose that became the most expensive game in his collection. Have you played it yet? Yeah, good game. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, and Coach, you were talking about games called Blue Fire and Blue Fable. Blue Fire was like a Blue Switch Fire. game. Yes. And then you said something about Blue Fable, but I wasn't sure if you meant Blue Fable or Bug Fable. because that. I was thinking you meant Bug Fable. Fables. Yeah, Bug Fable. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you said Blue Fable, but I wasn't sure if that was just some cool game that I hadn't heard of. Okay. I, I have a question for yeah. Elijah. Yes. Rule of Rose is the rapey game, right? So that's what it supposedly was. Um, that's why it was banned in the UK. But it doesn't actually like do anything. It kind of alludes to that happened to somebody, but it's never like explicitly. It's the blonde girl yeah. stuck at like the castle. Yeah, she can't like defend. Yeah, okay, I've played that. I knew somebody that had it. I played it. That also describes very almost perfectly haunting ground another ps2 horror game but i'm i'm gonna 95 percent guess it was this one because the big tell did the other one have like a dog that sticks with you the entire time it did, it did. okay then that might be haunting or yeah haunting ground that one from capcom this one from atlas yes it was haunting ground okay yeah because this one the guy the person that kidnapped them was like trying to to like breed with the girl or something like that yeah i i don't know the story in that one too well i know of the game but i've never played it i want to yeah. this is what this is the game i was talking about i've never okay. played rule right haunting ground is another very expensive one i want to say it's like 300 bucks right now george do you have any more notes from that episode that's all I have from our last Gaming Goals episodes. I just want to keep people in touch with what we were thinking last year, how we how we managed to do. Not great, as it sounds. But, well, uh, like, I'm, I'm glad we were ambitious. That's good. Yeah, I really hope Elijah good. doubles down this year, and he's like, <laughs> I want to be every Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> I want to be every Fatal Frame no, game. <laughs> I want to be every Kingdom Hearts game twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, He's like the goal. The goals haven't changed. The timeline's just extended, buddy. <laughs> the goals yeah, haven't changed. Ne- never wrong, <laughs> only early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I can safely say right now, I will probably never play all of the Kingdom Hearts games in my life. Thank don't you, do please. not. Don't Elijah. Do you you don't smoke plants? Do you? I do. Well, I haven't in a very long time. Okay. Yeah. You probably shouldn't play Kingdom Hearts. Just bag it. Just bag it. <laughs> You know, it, it doesn't it, matter if you smoke bag. plants or not. Well, I feel like a lot of things are more enjoyable if you smoke plants. And I feel like you'd put up with what, in your opinion, seems to be like an average video game if you smoke plants. I, I play a lot of average video games on plants. Nothing average about George, it. George, hold on. If you think that people that are perfectly, like, normal, normal. drinking water, like, nothing, they're not intoxicated... They can't understand the story of these games. You think somebody on plants is going to be able to understand Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I think you'd be more open to it. Like, I can't tell you, like, mm. I, sober George okay. would, 
Sober George would watch Joe Dirt. Plant George would have a lot more fun with Joe Dirt. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's 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 what I'm getting at. George, let me just say this. I don't think me normal or me on plants would ever understand Xenohort. So you know what? I'm going to just not worry about that. Fair enough. Okay, I cool. feel like that's a thing in Kingdom Hearts, if I remember correctly. Or yeah, that's what the darkness like is. The darkness is the smoke from plants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is it, is it, it's not called the darkness. What, you what, know what, George? Heartless. You're, you're a nobody, George. You're potato, nobody. Potato, potato, whatever. Don't it's all even... the same. Bullshit. No, dude, I can't. I can't talk about Kingdom Hearts without feeling fury. We need to move on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm about to kill. Well, I can feel it. <laughs> I, I will start. Oh, do you feel the darkness? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will start with my three gaming goals since that's where we ended, and I've made them much more ambiguous this year. I'm going to say ambitious. <laughs> no, no, God, no, God, no. Um, I will play every JRPG ever released. <laughs> <laughs> I will play every single Final <laughs> Fantasy game ever made. Uh, the first one is I am going to beat 52 games. Jesus. Which, oh my which God. Good God. Oh my How much God. time do you have? Well, I want you to keep in mind. Holy I have like 15 to 20 games to play that are four hours or shorter. I started a blog called the backlog quest log. And my goal was to beat a game a week and like get the platinum in it each week. I made it to 24 before I just snapped like a mental patient. Like I was like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie, the beach. Like I lost my mind. I couldn't do it. So yeah, I have a number of games that are like, five hours or less and i stream six hours at least every weekend so i'm good and that's not counting what i play like at just at night or that so i'll make it easily uh my second one is oh and i've easily already, that guys i've already easily. beaten one i beat one literally on the january 1st so there's one for the first week Uh, My second one is to reach 200 platinum trophies. I was at 115 when the year started. I'm currently at 117. And I am not going to worry, like, if I do, like, cheapo platinums, they're included. So I, I think I'll be able to do that one pretty easily because I have a stockpile of those as well. And my third one is... I want to play 26 specifically indie games. One of which I've already beaten and platinumed. So that's all three right there in one fell swoop is one down. I I don't want to do any that are like a specific series or that just because I know my the way I game and everything and my tendency to like jump around and be like, oh, I'm really in the mood to play this right now. And I'd much rather one of the big things is it's not on here, but one of them is just, I want to have more fun and be more relaxed about how I play games and not set goals for myself that require me to do specific things. Like just like beat 52 games. See, <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's easy though, because it's just playing games. I'm, I'm not like specifically saying I want to play the kingdom hearts games or anything. Like that. I'm not saying it's so like, I have to play these certain things. Now I can just 
game and play whatever I want and relax about it. So for the for, <laughs> for the first week of uh, 2022, you decided to casually jump into the 50-hour Final Fantasy VIII experience. <laughs> well, I mean that that's what I'm playing in the background. I'll ha- I'll easily beat a game a week for the next like ten weeks on the side. You know, Elijah, okay. I'm rooting also, for you. Also, also that game seriously. Final Fantasy VIII is freaking awesome. That game is great. It's okay. I haven't had time like that. Damn it, Seth. Like <laughs> George, George, I just want you to know before the podcast when I showed him I was playing that Seth's specific words. Oh, I hate that game. So he's warmed up in the last six hours, is what you're saying. It's okay. How do you like that second disc in the fan theories trying to make it make sense? Shut up, Seth. That might be one you need plans <laughs> for, actually. That's what I'm hearing. Seth, you're literally you're playing with an Allen wrench right now, and like it's you're like literally like winding people up. Like I want you to like, <laughs> like you're like metaphysically affecting the universe by twirling an Allen wrench in your hand. You're spinning up like a little like clapping monkey. And it is infuriating because it's working. I love it. I love it. Back of S word. God (laughs) damn it, Seth. (laughs) Well, while while we're on George, George, what are your gaming goals for 2022? I got five quick ones. I was at 69 Platinums last year. I want to get to 100 this year. I made it to 87. I wanted to get to 100 last year. Uh, I just haven't been into games like the last like two months, probably. I've been playing them uh, out of obligation to the show. And uh, it's like my favorite thing to do while I like talk to a friend on the phone. It's like we'll play Call of Duty together or something. It's like that's how I've been gaming. So I'm like cutting my expectations in half. Like last year, George had been like, I want to get to 150 Platinums. Like, nope, nope, nope. Just get me my get me 13 Platinums this year. Give me one a month. I'll, I'll be happy. Uh, the only two specific games I have, it's a parlay. And uh, the two games I only get Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, I only uh, shoot. Okay, that's the third one. It's a three-way parlay <laughs> with, with games. Uh, the three games I want to beat this year are Ocarina of Time 3DS because I've never beaten Ocarina of Time. Oh, such a beautiful game. Never. It came out when I was like eight years old, and it was just like too confusing for eight-year-old. Damn, game. you were eight when I went to Afghanistan. Seems like you yesterday. Went to, you went to Afghanistan in 1998. I thought you meant 3D, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, George, I was George like, was eight like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why were you in Afghanistan in 98? Like, I thought we didn't go there until 2001. That's messed up. Like, <laughs> um, That's one game. The other game I want to beat, Final Fantasy 13. Just because I think that game, like, aesthetically is, is gorgeous. I've played, like, 10 hours of that game. It, it's infuriatingly confusing because you got like the falsi and the in the plusy or the the lossy whatever, and it's just like you couldn't have made them sound a little more different. That that would that would have been too hard for you guys to do. Okay, uh, but I, like, should we make that one of our games for games our segments? Yeah, we we probably should. Yeah, I'm down. Wait, what are what are we doing? Elijah and I have a spinoff show where we just complete PlayStation Three games and record like a bonus episode each month. Hmm. You know, it's starting 13, at, starting at the, this year, the Thirteen series is on Game Pass, right? Yeah, that's but, nice. We like we like trophies. Yeah. Uh, and also want to beat uh, Doki Doki Literature Club because oh. I, lo- I lost a bit. Oh, so I actually wanted to talk to you guys about this because I think Doki Doki Literature Club is a fascinating, wonderful experience. And I was wondering if you guys would like to all play it. I don't, I don't know who here hasn't beat it yet. 
and we can talk about it. So, well, Seth, <laughs> uh, funny story. We did a bet for the Game Awards, uh, George, Austin, and I, and the winner got to choose a game for the other two to play, and I won. So the other two have to play Doki Doki Literature Club. Just do it. Do it tonight. It takes four hours to complete, and then watch, and then and then you have to watch uh, Game Theories three videos on it. Because there's it it goes deeper than you even possibly can imagine. Okay, I'm in. And that's yeah, just I'm a totally theory, good. a game theory. <laughs> you have like, no idea. Like that channel that those guys. Oh yeah, 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 that that channel. Never, I've actually never heard of them before. Right now, I watched like they did a really good one on Earthbound that was like pretty intriguing. Where it was like them talking about like the uh, like the cult rituals that were happening in Japan that like might have been an influence for like the final boss in that game. Like that, like that stuff. I think is really like Japan in the '90s is like absolutely fascinating. Like the cultural turmoil they were going through on, on, on so many levels. Um, okay, I got two more really fast. Uh, I want to play a new Apple Arcade game each week and bring it to the podcast because I think games shouldn't just be big console experiences. Uh, I've been really into playing like puzzle games on my phone before I fall asleep. And so I want to like actually talk about that more and celebrate these smaller games. And then um, I want to begin a Twitch channel for 2000s comic book games for short box summary. Yeah, buddy. 2000s comic book games, a whole Twitch channel dedicated to that? Yeah, I wanted to play them for short box summary where uh like cuz I think the games really helped me get into comics back in the day. Like Spider-Man 2 on Xbox, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, The Incredible the Punisher Hulk. game. Like the Punisher game was so good, I started reading Punisher comics. The Incredible Hulk? Incredible Hulk was fine. Ultimate Destruction was like where it was at. That's what I meant to say. Ultimate Destruction. Okay. Yeah. Ult- yeah. Ultimate Destruction was a good one. And then a fifth one. Um, I want to beat one recommended game a month according to the podcast. So if a listener feels super passionate about a game, if I already own it, I would love to play it. If I can afford it, I would love to play it. If we don't get any recommendations, I will uh, put everyone to a poll for games and then uh, beat a game accordingly. But those are my five. Trying to keep them, again, like Elijah, a little loose, a little more realistic, less ambitious. Question. Yeah. Which version of Ocarina of Time are you going to play? Probably the 3DS version. Okay, good. I would say go with that one. It's most, um, it's the easiest one to just pick up and play. You don't have to, you could play it anywhere. 3DS, it looks amazing. Even in 3D, it looks amazing. Yeah. That game was the first game I felt that the 3D wasn't just a gimmick. Cool. And that's also like, I love the 3DS hardware, like any excuse to play it more. I'm, I'm all there for it. Like that system's great. Yeah. What about the 2DS? If I had one, I'm sure I would love it. I love my 2DS. Like, like those games are great. Like I, I think Nintendo, the one thing I lament about the switch is like, I think Nintendo was throwing like different kinds of pitches on handhelds that they haven't seemed to have been throwing on switch. And I get why, because it's technically a home console, but I was really excited for like the frequency of 3ds games to appear on like a home console, you know, like just more games more often and like less impressive quality visually, but just more of them. So like, you don't care, bro. Nintendo fans would have a meltdown if it doesn't look like freaking uh, the Arkham Knight, you know, like that's how, I mean, look at all the Pokemon fans. Every freaking game since it's been on the Switch 
they've been crying and boohooing. So. Well, it's a little. I don't agree with you there, Coach. Personally. You don't? No, I don't agree with you there. You don't think people have been complaining about graphics? And I think people have very justified complaints against the Pokemon franchise. The by the way, by the way, the number one grossing franchise of all time, looking like it does, and and cutting ninety uh, percent of the the Pokemon out when the catchphrase is "gotta catch them all." I think there's some very specific complaints that people have that are justified with that series. My problem isn't even that it looks like Bud. I just think they're really boring now. Like, yeah, that's been that's the nice thing about playing Diamond and Pearl is like, okay, this is at least a remake of a more interesting game than the last two games were. I think I know we had this conversation like probably like a year and a half ago, but it seemed like with Sword and Shield, they specifically cut the most popular Pokemon out, including the number one voted most popular Pokemon of that year, Greninja out of the game for no reason and then they were adding them back in with patches uh, you know what the po- whole pokemon thing it's a side tangent when we're running short on time i don't want to get into it but seth, i agree with you on every other account there coach seth what are your gaming goals for 2022 uh my first goal is to just like don't not sweat it you know just not worry about it i think a lot of times uh, uh, something that happens it's like we're always like, man, I got all these games in my backlog. I got, you know, I got to force myself to play this. I don't care anymore. I'm just, you know, I'm going to play whatever I feel like playing. Uh, who cares if it sits in my backlog forever, whatever. I don't care. Uh, and, you know, like the thing is with that is if you wanted to, you'd make the time for it, realistically. I think that's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at things now is like, if I really wanted to play this, I'd be playing it. It wouldn't be sitting in my backlog. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I'm doing the backlog thing these days. I'm not really worried about it. I don't really care anymore. Um, I've had games in my backlog for years, games that I haven't finished. Just chilling. Like, like I literally had um, one mission left in Horizon Zero Dawn, and I never finished that game. I have one mission left. But you know what? Persona 5 came out. <laughs> Better and game. I, Better game. I, I remember specifically saying, I am not going to play Persona 5 until I beat Horizon because I know I'm going to shelf it. And then I think three hours later, I'm like, that's a stupid idea. I gotta play Persona 5 right Did now. Did you like Horizon Zero Dawn? I remember loving Horizon Zero Dawn, but there is something about that game that makes me physically ill, I think. Yeah, like I just, it turns my stomach to even think about going back and playing it again. And I don't know why. I have no desire to play the sequel. And I have no desire to go back and play the original and finish it. And I don't understand what that is because I remember very much playing it and being like, this is awesome. But since then, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I don't need to go back and play that. I don't know. It's weird. I'm a weird guy. Uh, my next You're goal. You're weird. You're beautiful. Thanks, coach. I appreciate that. Actually, I needed that. I need to hear that today. Uh, my next goal is uh, I would like at some point to try and beat Trails of Cold Steel 4. It's time. I beat Trails of Cold Steel 3 this past year, and that was a 100 hour experience. And I have another 100 hour experience with more dialogue than an entire Harry Potter novel. 
sitting in front of me and it's just it's a lot but i'm gonna try and do that because i can't just stop at the third game and not beat the fourth and my fourth goal is uh or my third goal, my, my third goal is to uh complete the other two goals complete the what <laughs> the other two goals <laughs> i support it <laughs> Accountability, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say your your goal is to be like a hundred and four games this year or something. My yeah, goal something is to like become that. the number one player in Halo Infinite, and <laughs> and I am not. And you know what? I only have to play four hundred matches uh, per week in order to get that done. So Seth's goal is to beat fifty three games just to spite me. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> He's gonna beat it that extra week of the year in his time frame. It's an extra Dude, week this year. For that him. would be the best long con. Is to like, at the, at the when we do our end of the year show, like listen to Elijah and be like, you know what, you guys all made fun of maybe fifty two games. I'm like, I beat fifty three, buddy. Prove it. Here's the list. <laughs> And it's and it's just a whole bunch of like ten minute games off Steam that are like ninety nine cents each. <laughs> exactly, Loco Lizard Man, more like Loco Snail Man, the little slow video game player. <laughs> Coach, what are your gaming goals for this year? So I have like huge gaming goals, but then that's like seventeen year old me when I had the the time to play right. I haven't had time to play since I've pretty much gone to college and then got married and yada, yada. But for this year, um, getting my, my feet wet with, um, getting my feet wet with platinums, I want to platinum quarterly. So that would be at minimum, that would put me at four platinums this year. But what I would really want is 10, but I don't know if I can achieve that just with um, military training. And this year it's my, um, it's my promotion year to master sergeant. So I don't know how much time I'm going to have to put on the military side. So for something that I think I can do um, would be four or quarterly. Okay. Uh, Yes. And because I'm not hyped for Gotham Knights. For some reason, I'm just not hyped for that. But what I do want to do is go through and play the Arkham games again. And just get my, you know, just get back into editing a video. Because it's been too long since I edited a video. So. Um, Batman, of course, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and Arkham Knight, right? So pretty much those are like June was Arkham Knight, and then like August, September, October, I think, okay? <sighs> okay, Wait, so hold on. Time, time out, sorry. Is Arkham Asylum, is that the best August release of all time? I'm not because sure. I remember grabbing that game. Like right as I got to college, like my sophomore year, that was when it came out. Like the weekend I showed up to college, that game had just come out, so I went and grabbed it. I'm not sure. Oh, God. I don't right. keep talking. We'll talk about this next yeah. week. Inc- incredible, incredible summer game. Can't list off August 
releases right Closers. now, George. <laughs> so my third that I'll talk about, my last one that I'll talk about is when I was in Saudi Arabia, I was able to beat Tropical Freeze and I was I 95% it. So once you beat it, you have one more of the secret levels. And we were getting ready to leave and I didn't have time to, um, to beat that. So my goal is to go back 100% um, returns and tropical freeze. Returns is going to be a little bit difficult because it's the motion controls. And, and I'm not a fan of motion controls. And I don't know how good it is on the 3DS. So I might go to the beat. Um, Returns on the 3ds. I'm not sure. We'll see. It's it's good on the 3ds. I I played it on there and it was it was great. Yeah. So I I didn't ever play the original Wii version, so I don't know how to compare it. But I enjoyed what I played on the the 3ds personally. Right. So I'd probably do it on the 3ds just to get it out again. You know, and 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 feels good that. holding it, man. I'm telling Hells, you, feels good holding yes. that. 3DS. You ain't lying, bro. You are not lying, man. So those are my three. I have a couple more. But um, if I get them, I'll talk about them uh, at the end of the year or the beginning of 2023. Nice. Very nice. I believe in you, Coach. I Thank you. you. Austin, what uh, what goals did you think? Austin J. All right. So I've got, a, I've got three here. Uh, my first one, I want a platinum Persona 5 Royal. Um, because I never... True. I never beat it. Um, and so this is this is kind of slash me beating it as well, um, but it's a very easy platinum. It's extraordinarily wait, easy. Wait, wait, you never beat Persona Five? Not Royal. I beat Five. Oh, oh, yeah. So I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you get a revolting feeling from Persona Five? Revolting? Yeah. So me and Pedro no. both have this like weird sensation where like. We can't play anything Persona 5 related anymore. I think it's really? because Persona 5 outstayed its welcome for me. But I tried starting up 5. And I tried um, was it Strikers. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I, I can't do it, man. I just, I'm like, I don't have anything left for this franchise. Oh, yeah. Not at all for me. I mean, I'm, I'm like still... Like I, I adore that game and I got Royal when it came out and I probably played at least 40, 45 hours, but I got to that awful part that, and you know exactly what it is, Seth, that everybody hates when freaking something happens with Morgana. And then there's that awful dungeon with that character that nobody cares about. And, um, the last main party character you get in the game. And, um, that the was the one I was didn't at. need to exist whatsoever. Right. So yeah. and that's when I stopped, and I that was the same exact place I stopped when I played it the first time, uh, the original version, and then I came back to it a couple months later. But that's where I'm at in the game right now. I don't think I would start a new save. I think I would just continue there. But yeah, I want to. I want to platinum it. I want to finish it. The platinum is extraordinarily easy. You don't have to go out of your way to do anything. It's kind of just like experience the game. Isn't it just um, two uh, two confidants that you need to fully? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like they really just made the platinum like cheese easy in this game for some reason compared to five and, and golden. 
So my my second goal is actually one that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's to play through kind of the rest of the the main Zelda games that I've never beaten. So I've played all the I've played all the three D ones. I've I've played most of the two D ones, but I'm missing um, Link's Awakening remake. I didn't finish it. I'm pretty close to the end, but I didn't ever finish it. I've never played Oracle of Ages or Seasons. Um, never beat Link to the Past, and I've never played Minish Cap. So those are the ones that I'd like to to run through and and finish. I don't really want to play Zelda one and two, even though I've never beat them. I just don't really have a desire to go back to those games. That's fair. Wait for so, a remake. Zelda one is dope. Zelda two is like it's hard. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So you said Link's Awakening, the re- yeah. uh, the okay, yeah. Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Yeah, and I probably won't do both. I'll probably just do one of yeah. those. Uh, Link you, to you the know, past. You, you, you should you should do both. Link to the past. Yeah, yeah. And what was the last one? Minish Cap. Oh, Minish Cap. Yeah. Why do you say I should do both, George? Because one is like puzzle oriented and the other is like combat oriented and they like play into each other. So you like get a code when you beat one that you can type into the other. Okay, I didn't actually know that. So I probably Um, will do that in that case. Let me know when you start working on those. Yeah, and I have those too. Like I'll I'll totally play through those with you as well. I'll even start Link's Awakening again. Probably what I'll do I'll finish up to each other. Yeah, I'll finish Link's Awakening up since I've already made some progress in that game when it came out. And then I'll probably start with Link to the Past, then Oracle of Ages, then then Minish Cap. So um and then my last one, this is this is actually probably the most um the one that I'm hoping I succeed at, but it's to limit myself to five full price games in 2022. Yes. Makes sense. I I I have so much to play. I have Game Pass. Um, stuff goes on sale immediately these days. I I really want to limit how much I'm spending on games. I don't think there's any reason to buy um, many full price games unless it's like for me, you know, Monster Hunter or Sunbreak when that comes out, or um, hypothetically Breath of the Wild two. Like, there's a few games out there that I would buy, but for the most part, I really want to lim- limit myself this year and and save save some money. And especially with like after four months, the games will be like half off. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Seth. Scatman has something to say. Oh, snap. Your hands raised. What Monster Hunter game were you planning on playing this year? Sunbreak. Sunbreak. The the expansion for Rise. Yeah. You know, so I I got something to say. Because once again, this year, I bought a Monster Hunter game to play with Austin, and he did not play with me. Except for one time. <laughs> well, because you I, sold your Switch like a week later. <laughs> I did not sell my Switch a week later, Austin. I sold my Switch like six months later. Stop, mm. stop lying mm. to me. Mm. Can't Wait, take sorry, it anymore. You, you sold your Switch and then you bought a new Switch and then you sold that new Switch? Yeah, I was like, this is immediately like a mistake. So you don't currently own a Switch? No. Okay. What if I send you one of my um, Switch lights? Would you keep it? No. Well, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I would keep I would it. Sell it. it. It would sell it. I no, no, no. I would, I would keep it because you would have given it to me and as a gift and not asked me to sell it. But I'm not gonna play it. I have no reason to play the Switch. Monster Hunter is coming out on PC, and I just, yeah. Right. I wish it was crossplay though. I mean, they've, I got they've got to fix lights. that moving forward. They, they, you know what they they have to do? They have to make it easier to play with people in Monster Hunter. I, I'm yeah. sorry. That, no, you're that right. lobby system is like absolutely straight from the 90s. It's like it's like an yeah. old school like land setup. It's crazy. 
I mean, I love that series. It's probably still my favorite series, but like aside from Zelda and Metal Gear, but it's just, no, I agree. I, th I think the online could use some work. And even in World, as much as I love that game, like the fact that like to play single player missions together, you had to like go in and see the cutscene in two separate things. And then one person had to back out yeah. and go and join the, it's just, it's too convoluted and they really need to work on it. So I'm hoping they improve that with whatever they make next. It's Are you going to yeah. buy um, Splatoon 3 full price day one? Yeah. Yeah. That'll be one I buy. Okay. I'll, um, I'll buy that one too. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I loved Monster Hunter um, World and I loved playing through it by myself because my friend didn't, <laughs> promised me he was gonna make time never made hmm. time it's weird how that happens sorry is it austin you're talking about yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay cool Just wanna double check. <laughs> when are we gonna play D, D again man what i don't know i've been begging you guys for Bro, I'm the one who's been begging. I'm the one who's always, hey, man, let's play. Let's play. Be, be careful. No, Seth is like actually jealous right now because he thinks we're talking about an actual D&D. We're talking about an Oculus game that <laughs> no, is we, like a Seth, dungeon master. We played stuff. it with Seth. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. We, we, did, we yeah. did play it together, but I thought Coach was talking about real D&D &D, and I thought I wasn't yeah. invited. And I was about to just have a <laughs> meltdown on the podcast. We should also, we should start like an actual D&D &D game. We should start like 100% real... down. 100% down. Seth, would you DM or do you want someone else to DM? I don't care as long as as long as we're doing it. I'm down to do. I'm down to do. Down. It. I'm, it, it I'm nervous to, to do it. I'm nervous to DM, but I'm I'm down to play. I'm nervous to DM because I always put in so much work, and then people stop showing up immediately. I have never missed a podcast ever since I since I was invited onto the show. I don't think I've missed a single episode. Really? I don't that's think that's true, George. Actually. I don't think that's true. Okay, I might have, if, I, if I've missed an episode, it's literally been one episode. The man that who said, edits the show has something on. to say about that. That said, that said, George is far more consistent than anybody else on the show, yes, including that myself. For sure. <laughs> if I've missed an episode, it's been literally one episode. Yeah. I think I'm you've missed the, like I'm never one the or person two. to say I can't record this Tuesday. I'm never that person. Yeah. I'm happy when everyone else is like, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, you gotta get a night off. This is awesome. I get to watch basketball. I never, but I'm never the one to cancel it. I respect that. Well, fellas, do you have anything else to say before we end for the evening? I do. I I, I have a very good the theatrical topic. If if Austin would allow me the the the, the time to talk. Okay. About. Yeah. Go for it. Go so, for it, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll decide if I want to cut this out later. Theological. Theological. Okay. <laughs> And that topic is, do you guys think it is time for EA to shutter Bioware? To do what? Shutter Bioware. You mean like get rid them. of it? Yes. And here's, here's how I would like to... So, Bioware is known for making Knights of the Republic 1, right? Mass Effect. And... What was the original Xbox game they did? Jade Empire. Jade Empire. Jade Empire. Well, they made Dragon Age. Age. They made Knights of the Old Republic before Jade Empire. Okay, and Dragon Age, which had one good game, arguably two, two if you think Inquisition's decent, but a lot of people don't, including me. Yeah, but Dragon Age Two was good. Dragon so. Dragon Age Two was a game. Who it does the Old Republic? It was fine. It was a it was a game. Who developed the? Who's working on the Old Republic? Um, and that is like an extension of Bioware. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean like the the re remake or the MMO? 
No, the MMO that's out right now. That's about to get a new DLC, like, I think. That's yeah, like that's Bioware like, Austin or something. Yeah, yeah that's like not. That's it, not really well. Okay, so here's here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Satellite. It's a satellite <laughs> studio. Yeah. Bioware they haven't Bioware. made. They haven't made a well-regarded game since Mass Effect Two, right? I, I loved Mass Effect Three. It's well known that game has its core of issues that people had issues with it. Mass Effect 2 came out in 2010. They have consistently had failure after failure after failure. And not only that, every single person who made that studio good has left and been replaced. And at this point, especially after this whole Anthem drama, I'm thinking in my head, because I'm like, man, everyone's like, well, the Bioware's probably in their last legs. I'm like, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time because it's not even the same studio anymore and they're just crapping all over Bioware's legacy. Who is like one of the most like 2000s Bioware is like a legendary studio, right? And this team is just like taking a big old dumpy poo on Bioware's legacy and it reminds me of a fighter who has just outstayed his welcome. And it's getting knocked out in the ring left and right, right? Like we we we're familiar with that story. Like they just can't find themselves to retire. Should EA put the studio out of their misery? Let your crappy opinion of Creed go, man. Stop stop, stop bringing that to video games. It's, it's a good crappy movie. Opinion. Creed Creed's a terrible movie. I was Creed's bored a great the whole movie. Time. God, you're the worst. So that 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 is the situation I wanted to present you guys should maybe not close those studios so they lose their jobs but like maybe absorb them rebrand them it's not the same studio anymore ostensibly they all left it's so it's hard but i mean you're right i mean they haven't to me made anything memorable since mass effect 3 and at that point it's i mean it's been what 10 years yeah so um i mean i hope that whatever new mass effect thing they're working on is great yeah but i just i don't know I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition was like game of the year for multiple outlets. But I mean, yeah, whatever. If you just want to erase but that game. If you talk, sure. yeah. I don't know, man. If you talk to any Dragon Age fan, like everybody yeah. I've talked to has said that they have they did not. It, enjoy it came that out game. in the first year of like new generation consoles. That's why no one. Talked I think game I think Dragon Age Inquisition was a great game for a year that had almost no standout releases. I mean, it was the year that Bravely Default and Destiny came out and Shadow of Mordor. But yeah, if you want to talk about how no good games came out that year, that's fine. That's, that's whatever. They're not, you know. they're not like above and beyond. Yeah, I mean, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker came out that year. But if you just want to erase <laughs> Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I don't know. That that's a, that's a little better little better than, than Dragon Age, personally. Uh, I mean, they're both pretty good. <laughs> both, both pretty, pretty good. I don't know. My, my point being, though, is I just think that, like... Yeah, I mean, even if you throw in Dragon Age, though, I mean, that's still been a, a long time. I mean, that's still been, what, eight years at least? Like, yeah, eight, year, so, eight years now that we're in 2022, um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, because, you know, we have a new Mass Effect game on the way. I hope it's good. But if it's not at that point, no, I think I'd agree with you, Seth. I think it's it's time for them to 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 move on, personally. Uh, it, it, it's it's like this ship, was the ship of Theseus? paradox right where it's like how many parts can you replace and it's still the same ship and for mass effect it seems or not mass effect on um, bioware it seems like that point has been long gone i mean sure we, we could say dragon age inquisition probably a good game right i would argue that 
the best parts of that game were cut out. And they have been in development hell with Dragon Age 4 for, eh, since that point, pretty much. Uh, Andromeda, you know, I know, George, you love it, but most people didn't. Uh, Anthem obviously came out, and it was a huge steaming pile of poo. Which it was okay. Anthem was seventy five percent a good game. Like it was like the the finer details that Bioware is normally great at that they that they lost it. That was the problem with 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 Anthem. Seventy five percent of the game was great, but it was the the details which they nail in Knights of the Republic that they nail in Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two, all that stuff. Like I understand what you're saying. I'm saying also people didn't give it a fair shake. Same thing with Inquisition. So here's my thing, and what are the companions in Dragon Age Inquisition? Do you remember their names? Uh, no, but to be fair, I'm the worst person to ask this question because I can't remember the person I married in Skyrim. You know, but you, but you remember like Liara? It's, it, it's Maya and Angelou, Eris, right? No, it's it's right? Maya Angelou's it's Maya Angelou's quote where I you can forget what people say. You can forget what people do, but you never forget how people make you feel. But you remember Rex, right? You remember Miranda. Honestly, if you were to tell me Rex's name was Butch, I'd believe you for okay. a second. But, 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 but that's my point, right? So, like, the best thing about Bioware wasn't their world building. It was the relationships you built with your companions, and that's what made those games so special. Mass Effect is, like, pretty run-of-the-mill sci-fi universe like there's nothing really that special what's special about mass effect is the writing with the companions and how standout-ish that is i mean there's there's like 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 that that's what made that game special you know and the fact that you can carry over those choices throughout three games which was phenomenal i don't think they botched the ending i thought mass effect 3 was perfect the way it was when i beat it but that was the end of the great Bioware, dude. They, they they made Dragon Age Inquisition, and I remember Cassandra and not liking her character very much, and I can't remember a single name of any of the other companions. I think there was one named like Blackbeard or Blackwall or something like that. He was a, he was a Grey Warden, but that's all I can remember, man. And Anthem, I played Anthem when it came out, and I was like, this isn't it. This isn't, it doesn't have, this is a Destiny clone without the fun of Destiny. And the gameplay was there, but you could tell that like Anthem was a botched together, patched together mess with some like beautiful parts. But it yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't the, the, the Bioware game, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think maybe it's time that we're just like, put the sick dog down you know like it's it's, the the name means less now than it did back then i totally agree but i'm going to like offer up a comp and coach like back me up on this i don't watch like a lot of college football but one team that was incredible in the 80s was university of miami the hurricanes and then they were and they were awesome again in the 2000s. They had players like Vince Wilfork and Jeremy Shockey again in the 2000s after having like all-timers like Michael Irvin in the 80s, you know? And like they haven't been very good since then. But like the equivalent I'm thinking of, and like this is probably an inaccurate metaphor, so I'm sorry, but like should Miami stop playing football? I'm like, no, they shouldn't stop playing football. Like there's nothing to say they couldn't be good again they're just currently not very good. I watched 
four college football games last year. Miami lost all of them. It was devastating to watch. So I just stopped watching college football. I'm like, there's other things I could do on my Saturday. And so, or yeah, I mean, you could watch, you could watch UGA George. I mean, they've only lost one game this season. So lots, lots of wins. To who? Austin. Who did they lose? Oh, nobody. Nobody. Okay. (laughs) But it's one of those things like, should that college program shudder because they haven't been good in 15 years, 10, 12 years, however long Miami hasn't been good. And I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay, so like, why wouldn't I extend that to, to Bioware? And I know I've been talking a lot on this podcast. I'm about to shut up. Don't worry. But all I'll say is like, Bioware isn't the problem with Bioware. EA, I feel like has been the problem with Bioware. Because I've worked for companies where the creative team is really good and really talented, but they were stifled by the people who actually signed the checks. And you have to respect the people who signed the checks, because guess what? They signed the checks. But you know in your heart of hearts, like... If we could just do X, it would be successful. If we could just do Y, it would be great. So I don't think it's Bioware's fault. I think it's EA's fault. I think they have have mismanaged literally every property they've ever gotten. They've had the Star Wars license for eight years. They've released four games. Like, how is that possible? How do you not have everyone you have working on something of a Star Wars game? Like, they they just don't seem really good at at managing talent. And I think that extends to Bioware. And so I'm not ready to give up on Bioware yet. I understand that the name means more than the talent that's currently there. They lost the the two PhDs, right? They were like the heads of the studio. So like those two were like the driving force of like the Bioware that meant the most to us. But also those games came out when games meant more to me than they do now. So like, is it is it them who've changed? Is it me who've changed? I'm not sure to say, but I'm willing to give them at least one to two more chances to, to win me back before I, I'm ready to close the door on Bioware. Barry Blizzard before Bioware. Oh, I 100% agree with that. But but you got to remember, though, th- those teams, those development companies like Retro, Rare, during that time, it was exciting because these guys were throwing out good games. But these companies, they're not the same anymore. They don't have the same people. And look what Rare hasn't done anything major since Microsoft built them. Right. Or bought them. You know, um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I know a lot of people are banking on um, Dragon Age, right? Is that their game? Yeah, their game that's it has no future yeah. in sight. It's in development hell forever. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. But it yeah. was a live service game. Now it's not. And fellas, I think it's time we end for the night. You can find us on any podcast service of your choice. Look for Frame Skip Podcast or our brother podcast, Shortbox Summary. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You can f- ask us questions at gmail dot or bit dot slash frame skip q yep, or uh, frame skip podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter seth is at seth the 90s kid don't follow him george is at purplebird 616 austin, follow me talk about comics yeah austin is at austin j eller coach is at- i'm not i'm nowhere i'm not on i'm not even i, I deleted my app because a good friend of mine did the same thing coach doesn't exist anymore not on not on twitter hell no and i'm proud of it
You can find Podcast me. Podcast Ghost. Man, I want to. Oh my god, MF Ghost. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at local lizard man or on Twitch at local lizard man. So that will do it for this week. And until next time, good night, listeners. Good night. Be merry, be proud. Like, share, subscribe, rate. <laughs>